This is episode 310 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dio Morales, and today I'm joined by Will. Look at the size of that thing. Hagwood. That was me coming into St. Louis looking at that arch looming over the city. Ryan, I have enhanced my travel capabilities. Yes, I have been granted a enhanced license so I can therefore now invade Canada. Oh, snap. He's coming to, he's going to Canada. Yeah, technically Mexico, but that's only by land or sea, and that's a much longer drive. <laughs> true, true. And James, shatter this. Ritter. Uh, hey, yeah, I've been enjoying getting a couple games of demo games of Shatterpoint this weekend. Um, having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's 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 fun stuff. I know uh, one of my my friends, uh, one of my buddies, Chris Kuzminoff, who's a who's a great painter. Uh, he keeps sending me the updates of like the models. He's like, "Would you like me to paint this for you? Would you like me to paint this for you?" It was like it all is all just like really cool models. He sent me the the Inquisitor set. Is it that the mo- most recent one they uh, they spoiled? That looks pretty sweet. Not gonna lie, that looks. That looks pretty awesome. Yeah, I think Inquisitors, or yeah, I think it's the Je- the Jedi Hunters is that pack. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah one of the one of the most recent that they've started to started to give details on. It's pretty swanky. Want. Want, 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 want. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about today? Well, we did have two events over the weekend. As we start getting into uh, the summer, as the as the sun begins to shine across these United States of America and the rest of the Northern Hemisphere, and as the Southern Hemisphere heads into the darkness of winter, uh, we're going to start getting more events uh, that are happening here. The store championships, as well as other local events. Um, so, yeah, super excited to start breaking these down by the way i did have somebody send me a message yesterday i believe asking dion if we want you to come to our store championship will you come and the answer is if we can make it happen sure here's here's the most obvious things right if you want us to be there and you can like have you know our team like stay with a local or you can provide like a hotel that is a huge burden like huge cost that we don't have to worry about that would be massive um and every other you know any other help that you can provide does help us stretch the budget We'd like to, you know, obviously bring you guys as much live X-Wing as possible, uh, but there is, there we have limitations. We do. <laughs> so, uh, we go ahead, reach out, and uh, we'll see what we can do. If, if we can do it, obviously, we do have a bunch of events happening in the Chicagoland area as well, and uh, up in up in Michigan, and uh, how much, do you, you have some scheduled in, around Utah, James? Uh, I don't think any store champions yet. I think there may be one on the twentieth, mm-hmm. uh, but I've ar- I've already got previous plans for the, for that day. Wrecked. Um So I know I was Way like to have a social life. I know that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that may be a store championship. I'll have uh-huh. to double check. Cool. Alrighty. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and just break down some events. And the reason we're going to be doing this, of course, even though they're uh, both of these are community events for two different reasons. First, the Richmond Open was kind of like your standard event, but it's going to start giving us some data going into that store championship season. And the Midwest Scrub Down, which Will and Nick did a wonderful job streaming this weekend, uh, was an extended event just to remind you, like, hey, you know, you can like play a tournament like however you want and there was over 40 people 40 ish people there will something like that 
Uh, yeah, just over 40, like 42. Yeah, so, like, you can just shenanigans X-Wing, too. I guess that's good fun as well. <laughs> so, here we Ryan, I'm going to toss it to you. Which one do you want to do first? Which one do you want to hit first? Um, let's do Richmond Open. Richmond Open. Let's hit it. All right. Click that the one as in the name was in Richmond, Virginia. What? Um, I guess there's technically other probably Richmond's in the United States of the world, but it was in Richmond, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And uh, Richmond Open has been a thing for at, le at least one to two years. I think this is the second running <clears throat> of it. We were at the first one. We couldn't make this one. Yeah, I think the, uh, yeah. the first one mistakenly was put on Memorial Day weekend. Everyone's like, I already got plans. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's do this on close to Star Wars weekend. Early part of May. So, they had a much better turnout this year, even though still ended up being about 26 is the final number I'm seeing here on the list. Mm -hmm. um, it's way better than 12, I think they had last year. It's pretty low. That um, plus 100%. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and in this event, uh, they got a store champ kit for it. Uh, so there was a singular world's invite out to the eventual winner. Oh, we didn't um, didn't know that. I didn't realize that they were able to get a get a hold of a store championship game. So this is this is the first store championship essentially that we are reviewing. Yes, and it, it's it's it seems like there's there's a couple of these type of events that they're not stores, but they're not like full convention regionals. But they want to provide. A world's invite or something to akin to a kit that's available so um however the kit was acquired whether it was under the store that maybe was sponsoring this event or whatever it may be they got a store champ kit to help support the prize plus i assume other additional prizes they already had in mind because the store kit before richmond open was announced a while ago to still happen this year mm -hmm. uh, store kits were not known to be available or pre-ordered so uh, actually, I believe uh, Chris Allen uh, was uh, event organizing this as well. Mm -hmm. So it didn't take him long to jump right back into event organizing, even right after Worlds and yeah. everything he had to do there. Um, so this was kind of a similar idea of a lot of Swiss rounds and a smaller cut. Um, if, I, if I look at the rounds and pairings tab, we actually ended up having six rounds of X-Wing. They did four on Saturday two on sunday if they were mathematically eliminated i don't know what the cutoff was but they had some type of cutoff similar to day one and day uh one b of worlds where you know we had a, if you w didn't get this many points you couldn't you you're not admitted into playing into day two or day one b or whatever we want to say it is and then they played their two more rounds of swiss and determined a looks like a top four cut mm-hmm yeah, it looks like they did a top 16. Looking at the numbers, it looks like they did a top 16 cut to day two. Ah, uh, yeah, because like they have it like black, like grayed or blacked out at the bottom there. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Which is which is interesting because it's not necessarily elimination. Then you could lose your first round on day two and still get into the top four in theory. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, they did have yeah. a top sixteen. Looking at it, I mean, top. It was, it was really where we're, we're we're so used to to that nomenclature, right? Top sixteen. Mm -hmm. It we took sixteen people who made the second day and were allowed. You were given permission to play the fifth and sixth round of Swiss. Yeah, yeah. I guess which which is like what Ryan was saying. I guess that 
more akin to the day A, day A, day B Swiss mm -hmm. that we had at Worlds. Which uh, looks like uh, Chris was like, oh, I could just do that again, right? Yeah, easy. <laughs> yeah. That worked last time. <laughs> Well, I figured let's go ahead and br break down at least the top four. Take a look at what happened here. We can see that our overall champion was Duncan Howard. How do you know that? Well, you can see a little trophy next to his name right there. So let's uh, let's find out what he brought here to uh, to the event. Go ahead and take it, James. Uh, the winner, Duncan Howard, uh, great job. A known commodity um, has uh, Darth Vader in the Tie X One. This is Man Vader, OG customizable Vader. Uh, I don't need a, a discount point. I want all my cool things, uh, and he brought a lot of cool things. He has Brilliant Evasion, Elusive Pattern Analyzer, Fire Control System, and Afterburners. Uh, so still gets that Afterburners and the Fire Control System, and gets a bunch of cool toys after it. Uh, pretty interesting. I, I don't see Brilliant Evasion too often on Darth Vader, uh, so that's a pretty interesting pick there. Uh, maybe he just didn't... Uh, is hate more expensive? Hate's got to be more expensive than Brilliant, he's, right? He's valued, when I talked to him about how he came to some of the conclusion on this Vader, um, he really values Elusive because this Vader does like doing red moves with the Pattern Analyzer utilizing Vader's ability. And because you, you're utilizing Vader's ability more as an action generator, the Brilliant Evasion can help those times to uh, less need to spend multiple force yeah. on defense Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, mostly, and... mostly he, he liked the base kit of elusive pattern analyzer and fire control afterburners. He just ended up with two points and a four slot. And he's like, I'll throw brilliant brilliance in there. <laughs> yeah, I know Will and I talk pretty often about um, we usually don't spend our elusive if we can help it if I don't have a focus mod, which that brilliant evasion helps out with that. You always have like a, a, a you know, quote unquote free focus mod in there. So uh, pretty cool. Uh, we also have Soontir Fell, the Ace of Legend, uh, with Crackshot, Predator, and Shield Upgrade, both of the Bullseye abilities there. Uh, and a Shield Upgrade shield upgrade fit perfectly there. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty, <laughs> uh, it's got a pretty ballsy to bring Soontir Fell <laughs> to, a, to an event like this, uh, but did so well with it. Uh, I think all it had how many... How many losses did he end up having in the one event? overall? One loss, and that was to Psych, um, which was the, the the eventual person in the final. So it was yeah. the curse of the Swiss in the final. Oh, <laughs> uh, lo love that! Uh, and then to round out the list, list here we have Moff Gideon and the Tie Fighter with elusive contraband cloaking device. Uh, pretty standard Moff Gideon, uh, handing out those uh, strain to friendlies uh, to ensure that the target that. Uh, someone's attacking, it does not mod their defense dice. Uh, so with Darth Vader and Suntir Fell out there, uh, could be pretty helpful to push through that damage and to crack through big tanks like, uh, like Darth Vader Defender, where now you can't use any of your tokens. Uh, we also have Captain Faroff from the Tire Reaper with Seventh Sister, uh, another known commodity, and pretty tricksy with that Seventh Sister giving out jams or the tractors. Uh, so very interested to see how, uh, I would be interested to see how he flew that, that Reaper with this list. Uh, that's a much more of an ace list. Uh, if he kept it on the outside and we just coordinating or if he did throw it in there and be a disruption tool.
You could do both. Depends yeah. on what you're facing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can get one good pass. So, like, the Reaper can last for, like, one round for most fights. Um, I imagine that, you'd have to bring a ship in there for like uh, the... No, the Moff Gideon ability. You need a ship right, in range right, one. Right. Yeah. So just probably... pull Moff Gideon or Fair off there, either one. Or just sure. BI 6 out of arc and not get shot anyway, so you can just take the strain yourself. Yeah. Very true. true. Yeah, Seam is gonna do a blue, so... Uh, might as well take a strain that I uh, guess thrown away, right? Do 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 do. Super fell. And it is interesting, like the rounds where um, where a reaper comes in, does some stuff, and if it survives on like one hull, two hull, and just able to to skirt away, it's like, hey, I did my job. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play objectives now. Bye. You know, you just gotta be there for the turns that matter. Oh yeah, like coming in there, disrupting everything, getting some good blocks, and then running away on like one or two health is pretty de demoralizing for the for the opponent. Like he was so annoying, and then he just gets away for free. Now, one thing Duncan did change up because a lot of people that use the cloaking device Moff Gideon opt for Notorious as the rest of the points. This Moff Gideon is probably one we haven't really seen loaded out this way using contraband and elusive. Uh, we're seeing that elusive again. Um, Duncan had some times in Worlds where Gideon got popped, not on one shot, but like he wished he had he wished he had elusive. And most of the time when Gideon was being shot at, Gideon couldn't point his arc at stuff or wasn't in a good position to do so. In most of the time, so he didn't value Notorious as much because his arc wasn't being pointed at as many enemies. Gideon was just existing in the space he needed to. A lot of times it was either blocking or just off to the side because he just wants to provide his effect. Uh, but what he does like, along with Elusive, uh, Contraband, not only after a bump focus, allows him to do a wider variety of moves, but allows him to do some of those K-turns and still get actions and point himself back into putting himself into uh, Moff Gideon's own ability for either himself or just stop him from, you know, kind of hobbling away basically you know you can stay cloaked and then flip yourself around and continue following an opponent's ship and just being the annoying Moff Gideon ability awesome let's go ahead and take a look at the runner-up so that was Psych J again Revenge of the Swiss took out the good man out of the planning phase syndicate. Go ahead, take a look at that, Will. All right, Psychhead brought another Galactic Empire list. Uh, this one with uh, the boy Darth Vader. We got boy Mauler. Uh, we have as well uh, Juno Eclipse, Elusive Fire Control Cluster, Iden, Elusive Iron Cannon. And Vizier with Seven Sister and Captain Hark. Uh, so not Palp on that Vizier. Seven Sister, Force Point, Lucia all the time on Faroth. And then Captain Hark can give you focuses when you do red maneuvers. Uh, very interesting. With Vizier, you can ailerons coordinate and then stop with and then get a focus through Hark. Uh, so really adds some extra offensive mods to Vizier. Uh, the uh, I really like the judo in this list. Going to be taking target locks anyways. 
uh, and a great cord, a great ship to coordinate. She can link uh, the either a focus or a target lock into a boost before she does her dial. Uh, so that's uh, creates extra repositions for. For anybody uh, this who is, doesn't remember that ability, by the way, after you perform an action, you may perform a red boost action. Uh, yeah, it's the only thing these Tidevans ever wanted, which was uh, to pretend to be an interceptor. Because <laughs> uh, she still has. Don't forget, we we don't normally see Vader doing it, but the the focus linked barrel roll as well as just comes standard on those X ones. Uh, so it really has a lot of options yeah, for like a, a lock boost barrel focus is a pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty gross for, for a ship like yeah. that. Especially if, Turns... if you do if you do take that procket, which we didn't see here, uh, opted no. for the clusters, but that procket with the uh, two different repositions and the focus lock is pretty deadly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Juno Juno is uh, a surprise hit for me. Um, at just four points. Man, can, can, can do a lot, uh, but I think you always need some sort of coordinator, so, something either palp or uh, coordinate actions like we see here uh, to help it out. Um, yeah, otherwise pretty standard pieces there. Uh, though Mahler is tied to Darth Vader in this list, no backstabber uh, for him. Uh, so it would be interesting to see how he ended up uh, pairing these together because you kind of had to keep Mahler, Darth Vader, and Aiden all together. So I guess Juno could be your flanker there along with the Vizier. Pretty cool. So we had an Empire versus Empire final there uh, at the Richmond Open. Let's go ahead and check out what some of the other lists were here in the top four. So we also had um, whatever this uh, co co combination of letters is. Uh, Scoodjum uh, bringing four U-wings. That sounds like a lot of U-wings. A lot of, lot of thickness here. We got Magva Yaro, Cassian Andor, Benthic Two Tubes, and Saw Guerrera. Magva with that pivot wing, Ursa Ren, the child, and marksmanship. So able to control um, the... Let me go ahead and pull up the, the list. I'm trying to remember the uh, the abilities here. So I believe Magva's ability is a defensive ability and Ursa is an offensive ability. And then the child, of course, regenerating the force. Uh, Cassian able to deal help deal with stress as well as carrying Elusive to try to keep himself alive for a little bit longer. Perceptive co-pilot on Cassian. Uh, kind of surprised there, but I mean, having multiple focuses, one for defense, one for offense, not a bad idea. It's probably going to be targeted when uh, you're the one helping others out with stress. Uh, and if you're not getting targeted, probably Benthic is getting targeted, who's out there uh, helping out with that Jyn Erso, being able to convert focuses or one focus to evade, maybe um, doing some shenanigans, helping out that perceptive co-pilot Cassian Andor, um, and then and also passing tokens around. And Saw Guerrera um, having uh, that offensive ability, just trying to hit a little bit harder with that pivot wing Leia Organa to help control some dials uh, on th that triple turn you can do three turns in a row of stopping right stop and then stop and then clear clear stress with somebody so I think one person can go four times if I'm not mistaken if you, if you really want to try it um, if you have uh, the contraband 
Uh, so oh, I just, I think is saw. You could do it three times in a row. Dirty. Oh. Red stop, white stop, red stop while stressed. If, as long as Cassian keeps pulling stress off, someone could just oh, do that's it true. infinitely. Infinite stop. <laughs> yeah, stop true. But also, with K2SO crew around, Cassian might be trying to help pull friends' stress that got the calculate for, for K2SO also. Mm -hmm. That's true, that's true. Good yeah, stuff. I do like the uh, combination there of the child. The child, Ursaren, and Magma Yarl. Uh, Ursaren got changed to where it's a Tarkalok action, but it's only when it, someone acquires a lock, an enemy acquires a lock on you yeah. now. On so, a friendly. Oh, with the, exactly. So the, the child gives out free Tarkaloks on Magma, to proc or surrend automatically. So mm -hmm. if you, uh, and you can't even use the lock, you can only reroll one die when you spend it on. Yeah, that's, against that's, the, real, anyways. that's, that's the real spicy it's sauce. Disrespectful. <laughs> I, I feel it like may, that's the base kit for Magva just child no, or surrend. It's uh, very protecting good. the child. <laughs> yeah, it, it just disincentivizes you from shooting it, which means that buff can stay around even longer. Yeah, and Ursaren so still works on when you shoot her friends too, so she lock still gets. Friends. Yeah, sorry, when you lock her friends. Thank you. So she's still yeah. getting those locks, whether you're uh, shooting her or not, you know, or targeting her or not. Yep. Um, so if you're looking at this list, I. I, got, I feel like it's either Benthic or Magva are the two first U-Wings you've got to take off the board. I think it's Benthic if you can. That Jin Urso is so important for that list. I think. And, and and the pass. The, even if even if like Jin was somehow taken out and it's just Benthic, him passing a focus to someone who's getting shot twice or is taking you know some extra heat or is needs a, an extra token on offense. Taking out Benthic yeah. is like huge. Creates a scenario to where once you hurt a Ewing, it just all of a sudden has two evades now or three evades in Cassian's situation. Mm -hmm. uh, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> Cassian is not the one to shoot first. <laughs> no, no please Cassian, shoot me. Is, I mean, they're all the same cost, so they there's no there's no like cost difference of like you just need to figure out which one uh, hurts and affects your list or the game and hurts your win your your win condition as the opponent more. And I, I think Benthic and Magvar are definitely the top two. Cassian is probably the least incentivized one. He doesn't do anything offensively or defensively. Just helps pull a stress. He doesn't have anything amazing beat like a like double modded offense or anything unless he's hurt which mm -hmm. if you're shooting at him to the point where he's hurt to have Saw Guerrero's ability active, you're probably already choosing the wrong target. That's... I know, whenever whenever I've seen four U-Wings across the table, it just, you just kind of have like a... Oh, all right, <laughs> let's, let's stop. Yeah, Step it's going to be a bad I, I want it to be fun, because I think U-Wings are a really cool ship. Yeah. But how they work in the game... Yeah. It's a drag. Just, just, out, just, just a drag. Out, out, outflank them. What's wrong? Just, 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 just get on their just outflank the things like just, just helicopter. Sure, yeah. whatever. Just get, you, just that, get that behind is, them. That is one of the keys, though. You have to spread yeah. out your forces in a way that makes them turn more to keep their agility at one as often as possible and make them guess which way they need to point because they're all lower initiative. 
So or or come at from like different angles as well. Different angles will like really mess with them. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, you, like this this list could have a tough time with like kind of one of the larger uh, prominent archetypes, the Django, Grievous, Dirge plus thing. Those are all very independent. They can all spread out. Mm -hmm. One of them's gonna die because the Ewings are gonna decide to look at something. Or if they don't all look at something, they're spreading their fire, and it's probably not enough. Yep. Mmm, four Ewings. Tasty. <laughs> don't play him in assault. <laughs> yeah, you set down four Ewings in assault, uh, or somebody does it across the table. You go, hey, win. Uh, you want to go get lunch real quick? You want to go get a snack? <laughs> All right, we got one more here, Ryan. We got uh, we got this Republic Liz. Tell me about it. So I think we actually saw a variation of this at Worlds do better than expected. This is uh, well. Let's start with the easy part. We have Anakin in the mm -hmm. Delta Seven P. Shocking in Re in uh, Republic. This is the shield upgrade R four P seventeen. So your pattern analyzer droid crack shot variant, uh, commonly seen in the. Uh, what Fon Longalon continued to use, what Duncan sort of started, which was the uh, Anakin Obi Contrail Lat. Mm -hmm. uh, but in this list, uh, we are going down the arc train. And when, so Duncan was telling me he got paired up with, against this list in, in the cut. He's like, oh, it's, it's Anakin 3 SOC arc. In my brain, I'm like, oh, it's like my list from Worlds. It's Anakin 3 Siege of Coruscant ships and an arc. Mm -hmm. like, no, it's three Siege of Coruscant arcs. So yes, there's more than two of them. There's technically three for people who didn't really pay attention to any arc 170 that wasn't four points yeah. after Siege of Coruscant. There's Oddball, who has an additional shield, who has Selfless, which is actually pretty good, in the Republic list that you do not want your arcs to take crits to try and keep those on shields for as long as possible. It's great for salvage. Uh, I actually think more Rebelists should be using Selfless, but not many Rebelists have many good options right now. So mm -hmm. that's, a, that's another thing. Um, Oddball's got Veteran Tail Gunner like all the other Arc 170s. He's got R4P, just like Jag does, so you can spend a charge during the game and do one of your basic maneuvers can be one more uh, less difficult. So the fourth straight can be white, three turn can be white, eight of whites can be blue. Um, but uh, the other part that a lot of people don't fully recognize is his ability is different. Uh, after you fully execute a red maneuver or perform a red action, you could choose a friendly ship at range zero to three and an enemy ship and an enemy ship range zero to one that chosen friendly ship gains a lock on the enemy so oddball isn't just trying to get locks only for himself he's sharing that around he can let he can do it to himself too because it's range zero to three he can do it to jack he can do it to wolf he can do it to anakin as well mm -hmm. which is big because anakin in this list doesn't have predator like some of the variations have like his re-rolls from the lat we normally get used to seeing aren't there they could be provided by Oddball in a fully lock, bullseye, crack shot, three force, focus, whatever, Anakin. Mm -hmm. Pretty dangerous to start off with when Oddball could just give that ship that lock. Because uh, Wolf and Jag have really good synergistic ways to have their own locks as they are. Uh, it's pretty much, to me, 
either just for Oddball or for Anakin as like the top two candidates for Oddball's ability for that lock. Uh, yeah, maybe cause... Wolf, because uh, Wolf Pack can trigger off of Siege of Coruscant. Um, actually, yeah, that wouldn't, it wouldn't even matter for Wolf. Wolf could just yeah. use the lock from Oddball if he wanted anyway. So really is like... It is very cool that Oddball's ability can be used squad-wide, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, but it, you do need to pick an enemy ship at range 0 to 1. So you do need to fully execute the red move or perform red action. So Oddball, doing the red move, or the barrel roll, can or set up focus that. bump. Or bump focus, yeah. <laughs> Which is zero like, to one. Yep. yeah, 0 to 1, yeah. Yeah, so either Oddball's painting a lock for Wolf Pack on Wolf to use, or like, here, Anakin, I bumped into something. There's a lock. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the dream would be giving a lock to Anakin, or a bump focus, mm -hmm. give the lock to Anakin, Oddball shoots, Jag takes a lock from that shot, Wolf shoots, uses Jag's lock, and then Jag gets a lock again on that ship. Yeah, because it's inside. <laughs> that, yep, yeah, that's, that's that would, the perfect. Setup. That would be the dream, <laughs> but I know it's a lot more. I, I know it's like a little bit of uh, that. Uh, I, I think Will was saying like the like the perfect scenario never happens in a in a game. Yep. Uh, but with so many different triggers and Jag helping out uh, Wolf so much, it's definitely possible. A lot of double modded. Um, it's what's funny is I think about this and both of those lists that. Uh, we're in the top four, but didn't get to the final. Are both very medium base heavy lists. Uh, if the if the first round of the cut would have been assault, we could have had a completely flipped final. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's yeah, just, true. It just depends on how fast those empire ships can burn through yeah. these ch these chunky arcs. Yeah, and definitely no guarantees. But yeah, those other lists with the U wings and the arcs heavily weighted on assault. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was our top four of the Richmond Open. Uh, congratulations to what I believe might be the first store championship winner, at least that I know of, Duncan Howard, getting get, punching his ticket to Worlds uh, already, did it early, got his hands on that top prize. Now we're going to go ahead and move over to the Midwest Scrub Down. Now, this event quite different in its scope will you were there live in person can you describe what was the rule set being used for the midwest scrub down uh, so the main uh, difference was that it uh, allowed extended ships though it did enforce the ban list mm -hmm. so uh, you can bring, uh, we saw a lot of Lambdas. That was the ship of choice over the weekend. Uh, though we did see uh, some shadow casters. We tried to catch a bunch of extended ships on stream, uh, mm -hmm. including everything from uh, IG-88s to uh, Katsu. <laughs> I did, we did get the IGs in the last nice. we were We were clamoring for it. Uh, never did get uh, Mark's... Um, uh, ben Teen on stream, but uh, still, we saw a lot of uh, extended ships uh, for the event. Otherwise, um, they were playing uh, five rounds and then cut to top 16. So eight players came back uh, for day two for four more rounds, very similar to uh, the Richmond Open there. And uh, the 
Uh, honestly, the, the event went uh, great. Uh, Matt Carey uh, was marshalling it, and then uh, the, uh, the local uh, Midwest Scrubs uh, were running uh, the tournament. I uh, even set up a uh, side event for day two. If you got knocked out but didn't want to leave right away, you could jump into the, to the side event. Uh, so a lot of uh, great games of X-Wing. Uh, were were played over the weekend, uh, though we th there is a uh, a an unexpected ship uh, and uh, an unexpected standard ship uh, did make it to the final, but didn't end up winning it. Ah, okay. Well, uh, looks like our um, yeah. So one of the things here's a question for you all: If you were able to play, what extended ship? would you bring like i i know i would have brought a shadow caster no no doubt just putting putting it down right now shadow caster would would have would have instantly been in the list i e-wing or igs ryan am i trying to win are you trying to win no you're trying to you're trying to have a, a, a you're trying a, to play an extended ship you're trying to play an extended okay that's yeah. true we're not trying to win anyway if I play an extended ship. um i probably would have tried the, the the two five point resistance bombers and i think the, whatever the five ship resistance list i put together i was like well i'm gonna do that cool Those all bombers right. are five points there are two of them. There's Cat, Cat and Ben are. Cat and Ben. Cat, Ben. Ben, Cat. Ooh, some people saying Echo, Redline. Wanted to get some some Phantoms and... Uh... You know what? Yeah, I was actually super surprised. We didn't see a single Phantom, did we? Yeah, uh, no. Them, right? We don't need them back. That's true. No. I think, like, they, they we feel... we got enough of them in the past. That they, exactly. They feel like like they were a really competitive ship when they were around. Uh, maybe people are just kind of tired. Like they don't have that that same sparkle that when you say, "Hey, you can play the, all these ships again," you don't immediately go, "Oh, Phantom! I haven't seen you in such a long time." It's kind of they still, of, in, still but, in four Phantom timeout corner. Yeah. No, yeah. you can run four Imdars. Well, just like Actually, like just like the stigma. I guess the stigma around it. Yeah, it's like that cousin that ruined Thanksgiving dinner that one year, but you still invite them over, but you know, like every Thanksgiving after that, just kind of awkward. They're like that. They're, they're, that's where that's where they're at. You know, that's if you're that person, analogy. you know, you know. Yeah, it's only it's only the Imdars, uh, and they don't have a talent slot, even though they got six points of loadout. Pochuk <laughs> 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 for you. Wrecked, wrecked. That that's a, that's just a direct call out, basically. All right, well, let's go ahead and start breaking this down. Looks like our uh, our winner brought an ex uh, a standard list. This was uh, James Stumbo of the Las Vegas Open. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm no, seeing you gotta the look trophy at... much farther down. Oh, wait, what? Oh, was there a cut? The trophy. The tro oh, there was a trophy. Okay, so, all right, this is going to be – so we have to actually go look at the pairings, look at the final. Scooter. Scoot. What would you bring? All right. uh, yeah, uh, this is Will Scott. Actually, uh, was the 16th seed going into the town cut. Uh, he worked so, for it. Uh, you know, uh, as long as you make day two, right? That's gotcha. right. Yeah, got a chance. All right, we'll go ahead and break it down, Will. All right, so this list uh, has the similar 
uh, ARC 170s, Wolf and Jag, the backbone of any jousting line for the Republic right now, uh, has Click uh, and Contrail in customizable versions. Click utilizing Proton Bombs and the R3 Astromech. Uh, every game started off locking the two ARCs with the R3 Astromech. And Click to deny those range bonuses great for like opening shots you can actually do damage at range three uh in uh the uh like i said the the beginning rounds of combat mm -hmm. then contrail taking a interesting upgrade chopper and crack shot in addition to the best title uh and also religiously took the evade as soon as possible to start getting to the jam side of chopper at i5 and contrail uh it's fairly fairly good maneuverability i uh, can really start debuffing uh ships uh to where they cannot uh take these actions uh contrail can even uh, change your eyeballs as well so can take away your target lock, your like offensive mods, and then debuff your defense as well between crack shot and their ability. Uh, so really an interesting threat out there uh, with the ability to jam. Then taking a different approach to Anakin, utilizing Ada Anakin with trick shot, heavy laser cannon, the crit bot, and that's uh, R7A7 and a shield upgrade. Uh, so <laughs> I believe they said they got at least one five dice trick shot heavy laser cannon attack. Uh, well, we did see Anakin utilizing uh, those trick shots to increase their regular uh, two dice attack. Uh, being with the system phase repositions, you can get really close to obstacles and then be able to barrel around them. Uh, so really easy to uh, line up those trick shots and kind of hide. I did, in each of the games we saw uh, them play, uh, Anakin uh, stayed safe. Uh, always found a great spot to distract with the arcs, and then Anakin would either uh, come in from uh, the, the, open air, the open side, uh, and uh, in one game even was sneaking uh, down the neutral ledge past the arcs uh, as they kind of jammed up uh, the, the initial engagement. All right. Well, yeah, I, I saw ahead. a couple games of this, and, yeah, he was flipping those uh, chopper charges, like, before he even finished his move. He was, like, quick to get to rid go. of him. I think at one point, I, I, I thought I saw that he flipped the chopper charge uh, again. Like, he did, like, a chopper. And then did like a five straight, and then choppered again. So even while stressed, so even he was stressed. He was like he was prioritizing getting rid of those, mm -hmm. uh, getting rid of those uh, uh, charges yeah, it's, to, get, it's, to flip it over. I you really like chopper, honestly. The I miss the Anakins that were brave enough to take the chopper instead of uh, whatever they take now, shield and pattern. Shield and pattern, yeah. That's actually what I would have expected in a list composition like this is instead of Ada Anakin, it would have been the CLT Anakin with Chopper like Nathan took to Worlds in top mm -hmm. eight. And then it freed up Contrail to be more of your standard here's a bunch of crit mid, uh, generation with R7A7, mm. crack shot, proton bomb. He can get his full kit across the board and you put Chopper on, I think a much more capable ship in Republic that 
synergizes better with it with yeah. Anakin Delta Pilot. Delta 7, not 7B. 7B, 7 points wouldn't fit, but Delta 7-6-point uh, yeah. CLT would work. Yeah, even just the CLT versus a Ada with the chopper um, is a big difference because you can do that reposition and then pass the token or pass the jam. So, uh, well, and then I mean, Anakin the... takes it a step further with the evade, getting rid of the stress from the evade. Uh, the combination of evade and the born for this focuses you can get from the arcs uh, does make contrail uh, very defensive in those opening rounds as well. So it can do those fast maneuvers, go and, go and take objectives and start getting into range one of the enemy a lot sooner. Uh, and like, uh, as I said, it did a great job putting pressure on their opponent uh, to where they really didn't have time to find Anakin in the scrum. Awesome. Well, congratulations to Scooter. So who was our who was our other finalist? This was uh, this would be Alex Lexi. Bell. LaBelle? Question mark? Lexi Bell. Lexi Bell, yes. And another crazy list. <laughs> and, uh, and there we go. We got we got some extended here. Lieutenant Psy. Go ahead, hit it, Ryan. So we got Lieutenant Psy with Palpatine, Baffle, ST321. So you're all around like here's the most supportive Psy possible with a little bit of freedom on those red moves in the next turn. We have the sort of standard Iden with elusive ion cannon. We have Moff Gideon with uh, no cloaking, uh, opting for targeting computer, false transponder codes, which I have seen with cloaking and then like marksman and ruthless, but no, opted for magpulse warhead. So I think Psy, when not coordinating who, who, who I'm about to get to, uh -huh. uh, could be coordinating this moth. Uh, very jam heavy, basically saying, I'm not going to allow you to have like any tokens, whether it's my <laughs> ability, whether it's my lock, whether it's my missile I'm shooting you with, etc, etc. And then we have Darth Vader in the Defender, who has Malice, Heavy Laser Cannon, Elusive, and Cluster Missiles. So a little bit out of the norm, not having Juke. But then there's this other thing that's like plus other... There's this thing on the end. Looks like a config called TIE Defender Elite. What? What? <laughs> right. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta pull that card up because I, I don't, I don't even remember what that. What does that even yeah, wa do? Watch, watching Nick and Will try to read that card like, back and forth <laughs> <laughs> may have been the highlight of the event. Was just them, just like, wait, is that how that actually works? You just like. <laughs> All right, so uh, it says, yeah. Tide Defender Elite, decrease the difficulty of your hard turn maneuvers. Increase the difficulty of your K-turns. Uh, replace full throttle with the following. Advanced fire control. After you perform a cannon or missile attack, if you have a lock on the defender, if you have a lock on the defender, you may perform a bonus primary attack against the defender. So think about this here um one you have to remember that now the three turns are blue the two turns and one turns are white not red anymore but your k turn is red all of them now and you don't have the free of eights so but you have psi with palpatine 
with coordinating, right? So you could still, you, you don't lose your evade action. You could still take that as an action, but you don't get full throttle. And you don't get white 4Ks. Yeah, but you don't, so, you don't have to spend that lock either for that TIE Defender Elite like the B-Wings do. Sure. So, <clears throat> Vader, as we know, uh, with just his force, it gets insane, insanely good offensive modifications. So him attacking twice is money at times. Um, one of the interesting interactions you could get is, let's say... Normally, people think cluster missiles. Okay, why? How would this work? You can't get two bonus attacks in a round like that. That doesn't work that way. Well, here's one situation: you lock a ship who's at range two. You get your three dice attack, you, and because it's not in a bullseye for HLC, whatever. Um, so you shoot your cluster missiles, and you get your three die attack, and then you have the chance to then. Uh, you could do your cluster missile against another opponent, or you could shoot this. You may pour You could shoot the same ship. Let's say that ship was actually range one. Mm-hmm. How about you take three dice, and then you take four die primary. <laughs> Seven dice from Bayer Defender. It's a lot. It's very scary. Um, there's, or you could just. I'm going to range three snipe something with HLC, and then I'm going to range one this thing. Two range, two four dice attacks. No, it's got to be the same, it's gotta same be the target. target. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, same target, yeah. But what's interesting about those clusters, if, oops, I happen to destroy you, I'll take my bonus attack this round yeah, against oops, your friend. Oops, all direct hits. <laughs> it's like, I guess I'll go to the yeah. next one. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty regularly getting those bonus attacks, and... The heavy laser can doesn't work with malice, but great for stripping the shields off of something so the primary does put the crit through. Yep, the, the malice afterwards. Yeah, and and oh. with if if he does get in a good position where he's not taking a lot of attacks, that extra force from Palpatine is just like pump, bumping up even more. So he he can spend a force to change a blank. Uh, to a hit and then also change use the Palpatine to spend a force to change that focus to a hit so he's getting like almost consistently at, at least two hits on that first attack and then mostly likely going to get three or four on that second attack after spending the lock yeah now as it has elusive so actually partners kind of well with the fact that it does have a white it has a, blue, a red 4k now mm-hmm so you get elusive back easier with this ship. <clears throat> and not a lot of people are going to, like, visually, you see Vader Defender. Not Like, people are going to know, oh, with 4Ks. Red or not, it can still 4K. Uh, people are not going to see the two hearts and one hearts. Like, or the three blues. not encoded in their brain. <laughs> it even, even if it's blue, not a big deal. Like, just the fact that it's this is a Defender that can and will do a one or two hard willingly. It does not care. And people are assuming this thing is going to go fast. This thing just is just going to do either with either thing it wants to do, fast or slow. It just wants to shoot you a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get size help and have Palpatine's help. <clears throat> and and uh, more importantly, really, I think, is Moff's help. Uh, <laughs> and Moff's ability, or yeah. just Moff yeah. locking stuff and getting false transponder codes, or yeah, there's yeah, yeah the, the dream of think, Moff locking something to jam it, 
and then being not even, one of it. Yeah, so you <laughs> well, I guess Moth Gideon's got two charges, so you could just stop yeah. uh, it on both attacks. Both attacks, and two yeah. Stream. I, th I think we yeah. did see that during the. Uh, during yeah, the, Moff Gideon finale. had like three strain on him at one point, trying to fly around, uh, just begging people to shoot at him over Darth Vader. Yeah, side so, oh, so well. to, so to get burned down in that game, though, pretty quickly, I think. Uh, that's kind of what uh, we saw Lambda's getting lit up all day, I'll be honest with you. If they're not reinforcing, you're still a one agility ship uh, out uh, doing really slow maneuvers in the center of the board, so... It happens. <laughs> you try to get away when you can, but yeah. Without reinforced, because uh, Sai loves that coordinate. Gets focused lock from it. I mean, sounds pretty good. Awesome. Let's well, it is cool to see a Defender Elite used and to seemingly <clears throat> well-synergized effect across the list. I uh, still... Lo lo love that Defender Elite. I still have my reservations. <laughs> can, can, canonically, I love the Defender Elite. Maybe not oh, gameplay yeah. was. <laughs> no, Vader, I think Vader technically, like, yeah. I don't know if it's actually the Defender Elite, but Vader, I think when the Defender and him using it in books or comics or whatever, yeah, he says, I don't care about all this, like, like give me more guns, offense, yeah. angry. Yeah, like when... Yeah, I think that, that was like one of the few things that Thrawn and him agreed on was the uh, Defender Elite. It was like, yeah, this thing is freaking cool, dude. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Make more of these. And then uh, all the funding went to the Death Star. Sad. Sad. I'm sure I'm sure in the upcoming like um you know Ahsoka series we'll just have like at least like a ten minute rant of Thrawn being like I bet the Empire would have been fine if we would have defended Yeah, can you can, can, can you imagine could, if, yeah if Thrawn was new, around a new defender in yeah Thrawn Thrawn yeah. and like a super up defender <clears throat> an even yeah. more crazier defender yeah so there are got, still defenders. it's got four wings <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, like what if they just modeled like a new defender like it's just a circle, isn't, is, it's a circle isn't, of all guns. <laughs> isn't there a Legends craft called the Chiss Claw Craft or something like that? That's like uh, defender ish. I don't know. Like I don't know. Either way, I think it'd be cool if there was another new version or type of ship that Thrawn was like, "I'm still making the best ship. They're gonna see it. I'm gonna come yeah. back with a vengeance." There, there are still defenders flo uh, floating around. Uh, as late as like, I think a couple years after Return of the Jedi. Like maybe like like six years because it was in one of the books, um, so they definitely still exist. So we we could see a defender in uh, in these upcoming uh, seasons of Mandalorian or uh, maybe even like Boba Fett or Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka, yeah. I'm in. It's got shields. Count, Let's go. Count me. In. It's got shields. Yeah. <laughs> Look. It's it's got it's it's a ship that hasn't seen a lot of like toy capability merchandising wise. You make this ship look awesome in one of the TV shows show up again, or like that Filoni movie that's supposed to culminate in all the Mando the Mandoverse stuff. Yeah, you make that show up and wreck some stuff. That's some money. Oh yeah, got those defenders flying off the shelf. All right, let's keep it going here. Here's Canasty, definitely how that's pronounced, one of our top four uh, competitors. Go ahead, take it, James. 
Oh, I just got to pull it up here. Everyone's out of order. All these crazy top, uh, bottom seed to win yep. <laughs> event here. Uh, but it has a uh, super... It's, this is the six-ship FO. Um, has a five tie FOs and... Uh, Whirlwind was the choice here uh, in the TIE Whisper. Uh, that Whirlwind has marksmanship, elusive cluster missiles, advanced optics, and the enhanced jamming suite. Uh, I think Whirlwind is the uh, the jamming one where uh, or that gets no. focuses for people looking at her. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it gets a focus. When they engage. Each... Yeah, we, yeah, when you engage, you get a focus for exactly. each person that has you in their front arc. Uh, you can yeah. technically remove jam tokens. That's yeah. part of it, but that's yeah. never actually... I mean, like, if, if you needed to, like, if you needed it for defense, um, for sure, and then you just get rid of it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, and, of course, we have the usual crew for the most part here. We have Malaris with Magpulse Warheads. Uh, interesting choice uh, that we're seeing more and more of. People are leaning away from the cluster missiles, leaning into that magpulse for the jam, uh, deplete, and crit. I have Lieutenant Gaelic with Proud Tradition Ion Cannon handing out those coordinates when a friendly ship dies. Has Scorch in the Typho and the DT-798, both with the shield upgrade, chooses the, uh, the shield upgrade route instead of the more offensive upgrades there. Uh, I mean... Five health typhos are pretty great, especially um, for DT seven on eight, where he's taking that strain. Uh, that extra shield upgrade could come in handy. Uh, and around at this, one, we have midnight, uh, and this is the real secret sauce here. We have swarm tactics, elusive concussion missiles, and targeting synchronizer. So bumping up probably whirlwind uh, with that swarm tactics, uh, and uh, using that lock from the targeting synchronizer to allow whirlwind to shoot the cluster missiles um at initiative six uh before midnight shoots uh using that targeting synchronizer uh so a lot of a lot of munitions here oh just a couple of munitions we have the concussion missiles mag pulses and the clusters uh but a lot of health here and a lot of agility so every single one of these is three agility asterisk with the whirlwind um, so very, very defensive, uh, and those extra shield upgrades can come in handy as well. Um, anyone have any other, uh, tidbits they want to add to that? Uh, just that we, <laughs> we Ryan disagreeing with the, the clusters, but, uh, I've seen it with clusters and in this, and I actually clusters on midnight and Malaris before, but it, you end up flying behind whirlwind a lot um or the enemy is going right for uh, the other trio of scorch dt and uh gaelic uh so you end up with long range shots as you're like i said kind of behind whirlwind in a lot of engagements well actually um while i generally prefer cluster over magpulse malrus i think in this list um i think that there, there's a specific key as to why and that's because I think Midnight should carry the Magpulse and Malrus should have the cluster missiles. Because with Midnight wanting to take a lock and keep it for targeting Synchronizer for Whirlwind's cluster missiles, uh. basically Midnight doing the I-6 move, painting the target, shooting the shot, 
Midnight's Defender won't be able to use defensive mods in any capacity uh, while they're locked. So that means Midnight can't spend the lock on offense, nor do they want to because it's also painting the shot for Whirlwind. So why not have your Magpulse be on Midnight where you're just trying to do one damage. If they spend tokens, if they well, sorry, they can't spend tokens. So, and it's, you know, red dice are more favored than the green, right? Just mathematically. So if it's natural three versus natural whatever greens, um, your like, likeliness to do one is more than more than not yeah it's like it's like 55 percent or something like that yeah it's just a yeah, little and bit that one being you. a crit a jam a deplete at i6 to me is more valuable to and, set up the rest of the squad and jam off that token they couldn't even use in the first place exactly it's just it's just <laughs> so, massive disrespect <laughs> so i, I um, could definitely i could definitely see an argument made for that and it also works at range one uh yes. which is also very interesting because uh, Midnight may be one of the few ships that may actually want to use that range one mag pulse. Yeah, it's the uh, same three dice and conditionally might dice. provide you more utility in that specific moment. Yeah, the jam deplete um, could be very helpful to keep Midnight alive. Now, the one thing you know, I'd be curious, because there, there are quite a few people who've adopted this variation of, of first order list. Um, one thing you know going up against it is they want to stick Midnight with Whirlwind, right? So unless the FL player has practiced some amount of like, oh, I'm going to position, I'm going to deploy Whirlwind here, but they're going to be pointing to the left or to the right or on a 45, and then they could go, and then Midnight could deploy a little bit further away if they wanted to, not make it obvious, and then go move to Midnight later. It's a little more um, taxing, I guess. It takes a little more setup. So generally, wherever Midnight deploys, or sorry, wherever Whirlwind deploys, just assume Midnight's going to be range one of them anyway. So the, the whole I-6 deployment is going to be uh, not as much I-6 as it is I-3. Because... Yeah. yeah well, and, Midnight's and, not and, really an ace out there anyway, trying to do AC things. Um, but, but yeah, but that deployment advantage is nice. Yeah, and when not having boost... I think it's more of an advantage to have Whirlwind and Midnight be kind of deployed in the middle. Because I I had caught someone who deployed Whirlwind and Midnight and Whirlwind on one corner of the board, and I said, I don't need to go over there. So I'm just going to go over here and overload his forces on this side, unless he deploys everything on that side. And we'll just, you know, we'll work our way around. But if his ability in this list to work his way around, nothing can't most things can't boost and whirlwind doesn't want to boost away from midnight that often so their speed yeah, so of how they move around the board is very limited yeah taking away a lot of those like synergies away from the enemy list It's definitely Doug Howe. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, Dion, you're muted. 
All right. So, but I, you, what you missed was me being excited about that—the fact that there was an Alpha Class Star Wing in this list. Complete fail on my part. My bad. Let's break it down. Here we go. So we start with Darth Vader, Battle of Yavin. We've already talked about him today. Obviously, he's a known commodity. Very, very good. Uh, we're jumping down to Moff Gideon, ruthless cloaking device, false transponder card uh, codes, and targeting computer. A little bit of a different loadout here. Uh, ruthless likely being used against uh, one Lieutenant Psy. Ten health out there. Um, there's a lot, lot of chunk to. Uh, are they eight health or ten health? I'm forgetting. They're eight. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Forget. Wait, are our... you asking for the gunboat or for the? No, no, no. For the, no, for the, the, for the lambda. Ten. Yeah. Ten. ten. It is ten. ten. All right. I doubted myself for a second. I doubted <laughs> myself. Okay. I was. I just got to remember how much chunk is on those those lambdas. Quite a bit. Uh, and that's Lieutenant Ty carrying Emperor Palpatine and electronic baffle. And then in that Alpha class Star Wing uh, coming again soon, according to um, Atomic Mass Games, we got Major Vendor. With that ability that says if he has a weapons disabled, gets an additional defense die. We have Ruthless Fire Control System, Plasma Torpedoes, Advanced Proton Torpedoes, Advanced Slam, and the OS-1 Arsenal Loadout. And, of course, that OS-1 allowing you to fire... Um, to fire munitions when you have a weapons disabled token uh pretty awesome but of course you're not able to spend your locks that is the uh the the, the downside yeah, the fire to control helps out there right it, it does it does you, you get a little bit of reroll not all the reroll you get a little bit but uh but that's the that's the shtick with major vendors being able to, to slam around and be like lock and i try to kill you and you can you can reload on this ship if I'm not mistaken as well. So you just keep okay. flying keep flying it around and do it again. So it's what's funny is uh, Doug's in the chat. Doug says, "Man, I wish I ran Echo like I originally planned. Vendor was boring." <laughs> <laughs> there was our Phantom. There was our Phantom. Yeah, <laughs> Echo Echo was fun. Like the little bendy T cloaks. That's fun. <laughs> Well, uh, that was uh, that was Doug's list. It was able to make it to the top four, and um, man, you know, I'm cur I'm curious with the re-release of the Alpha Class Star Wing being imminent, right? It's been already announced by by Atomic Mass Games. Are we going to get more pilots? Because we only have is it two? We have two named pilots and yeah. two generics. Mm -hmm. So in that the the only reference point we have right now is what's been spoiled in the YT-24 right. and what's been spoiled in the TIE Bomber, both of which we have seen no new pilots. We've seen existing pilots with different abilities or mm -hmm. different loadouts, or in the case of the YT-24, a standard loadout version of Dash in Scum. Right. Availability to other factions, but actual new named pilots we have not seen any yet. Doesn't mean it's not possible or there right now. They just haven't shown. Yeah, well, I, I think, think there's a big, big difference for the bombers because they have they they have they already have a good number of pilots. I think they have three or four uniques. Um, but yeah, we don't we have, we don't see a lot of the. We only have two uniques, and we really only have one unique because Karsabi is not that mm -hmm. not that powerful. Um, <laughs> yeah, Will, she no. said. <laughs> well, he, he's not terrible, but uh, sad. 
<laughs> Car <Yeah>. savvy. <laughs> yeah, probably uh, a little bit. Probably a little bit better when you could run them um, like bare bones, like slap an iron cannon on them or something, um, or even just like a jamming beam because he likes to shoot primary weapons. Mm. Yeah. So I would I would probably say that maybe we may see some like standard loadouts for new pilots that we yeah. don't that we never seen before. I mean, I'd be surprised if the YT-24 didn't have the Iron Squadron from Rebels. That's yeah, true. for sure. That, like, that Martin seems like Madden. a missed opportunity if they don't do it. Yeah. yeah. And well, I don't know, how, how, how many, like, massive fans are going to go nuts if they see Merrick Steele in the gunboat anyway? Like, isn't that what... That's true. That was one of the big shticks with the gunboat. It was like it was in the same game Merrick yeah. Steele was in, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty good with some crit generating torpedoes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be, it'd be a different ability, hopefully. Probably. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Just, like, though, I, right? <laughs> just, just, just reach into that big old vault, grab the mangler cannon. Oh, mangler cannon? <laughs> if, if that lets us get some new cannons so uh, the Adas can have some more fun and the B-Wings can have some more fun. Nah, they'll just, they'll just they'll slap Alpha Class only Alpha on Alpha Class it. only. There we go. Yep. <laughs> they feel real good. <laughs> yep. Or just uh, certain factions or eras. Mm, I could see yeah. that. Prequels were not technologically advanced enough yet. No. <laughs> That's sad, sad. Yeah, with with those re-releases, and this is obviously no no idea how their production process goes. But I wonder, like, I, obviously they have certain like licensing things they have to check with Lucasfilm before they do releases. But I wonder if just re-releasing names that they've already gotten approved is easier or takes less time versus like, all right, hey, I we, we have these, but also we want to submit these for consideration. Um, not sure if that would extend their timeline or not, but just, just that's just a, like a I wonder. I wonder. Death Raider in the gunboat win. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's make it happen. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Force wow. gumbo, let's go. All right. Well, that's the breakdown for both the Midwest Scrub Down and uh, the top four for Midwest Scrub Down and the Richmond Open. But we do have uh, – let's go ahead and close with uh, with a few questions. Um, let's go. Will, choose one, and, uh, and we'll go ahead and, and talk about it here a little bit. All right. Uh, I want to talk about – uh, what Nerf brought up is network calculations mm -hmm. versus uh, either essentially Heratani or the biggest competitor of network calculations born for this. Uh, the ability to share tokens uh, is no longer exclusive to uh, the vultures and hyenas, even the, uh, the tri-fighters can get network calculation as well. Uh, we, Ryan, uh, we've seen it. Uh, I think majority of people prefer the independent calculations, especially with the struts. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of siege of Coruscant vultures or hyenas uh, really utilize the, the network calculations. Uh, why... <laughs> Uh, let, me, let me ask you, what what should we be doing with network calculations to get it to compete with like a Born for This or uh, the Rebel token passing? Besides removing it and adding independent. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. What, <laughs> what what can get me away from independent and get back onto network calculations? Better costing droids. But they're already two points. Like, what do you want? Well, they well, get one I mean, point droid. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Like, I mean, you I, see where they are right now. Like, it, it's so like, it's, what, the real the real answer is either the stuff that's <laughs> already pushing the the floor, right? Those two mm-hmm. or three point ships that right. are already pushing how effective they are or their cost. Um, are I mean, it's mainly the three pointers, right? Like the jump from two to three. From like a base vulture or a TIE fighter even to their three point counterparts, which is like Moff Gideon or Iden, or there's no three point vultures I would ever take right now. And some of the hyenas are even questionable. But like if you just compare it to in Siege of Coruscant, the three point V Wings, the three point Torrent being mm-hmm. kicked back, their value from that one point increase way better. Yeah. Um, for sure. So it's either you take those and nerf them in some capacity, whether it's up price so that the vultures at their cheaper costs are more um, garnered for that cost, or um, uh, you toss out everything in Siege of Coruscant for Separatists mostly <laughs> and try again in a future <laughs> scenario. I mean, at like, least for the SLs. It... For, for the st- I mean... You could. This wouldn't be crazy, right? Just make pick one of the two or three pit vultures. Uh huh. Make them one point. Oh. Oof, I don't know about that. I, that's or, may, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I, like I have an alternative like, for you, Ryan. A three points get two vultures. <laughs> I don't know. One and a half. The bogo over here now. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Bogo on the vultures. I mean, look. Let's be real. There aren't people playing vultures. There's persons, like right. maybe two. <laughs> like there's the only people are bringing vultures is because there's two points left in their list and they're okay with iron assembler existing. Yeah. Or your isophane. True. True. So I love Ryan, there to be what more. do you think about giving three point vultures a tactical relay slot? It's really um, the the unused tech in that faction. I do wish tactical relays were more prevalent, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really want them to exist on a vulture. Like I don't mind the chassis okay, well, that they're currently. We'll available. say hyena then. There is one that could take it, I think, right now. You're four points. Yeah. Uh, there's four yeah. more points. Yeah. No. Um, I, like I don't mind that a tactical relay could be on a four or five point ship, but make that ship better. Yeah, thirty two C is not great. No, by, its, by itself, yeah. No, you can no. get WAP, but why can't bring know. the bigger ones? Make it, make it HMP that's four points and not five. Besides Onderon oppressors who aren't pressing anything right now but themselves. <laughs> depressing. Onderon <laughs> depressing. They are they're Onderon depressing. <laughs> All right. The, the list of droid problems con- con- continues even after Siege Gorge. Which is sad. Like, think about this. The Butterbot, aka uh, th- 311, the guy who gets to throw a calculate to someone, mm-hmm. the one you always want to put independent calculations on, he is three points regular in Siege. He keeps network calculations. He doesn't have any more health. He has like a Discord missile and he has their strut lock override and the ability where someone dies, they do action thing, whatever, the contingency protocol. Yeah. Um, 
he's still three points. And I go, why is he not two? He doesn't have a dependent anymore. He doesn't have the ability to get extra health. He doesn't. He's not a three yeah, point vulture. That, I That's real bad. I, I think. Yeah. In, I feel like in the design for Siege of Coruscant, the separatists were. Versus all the other, the, so we're talking about rebels. I'm talking about Empire and Republic in these standardized loadout packs. Were the most balanced against the scenario, because in yes, the scenario, I, yep. like that that contingency protocol is really good in mm-hmm. in the scenario. But that that's the that competitively, it doesn't it doesn't hold because yeah. you're, no, you're not only playing siege, against I, siege. Yeah, there's some stuff from Siege that turned out all right. T80 or DIS TA1, even mm-hmm. though a five point tri fighter we never thought would have been good, actually yeah, the, has a very flex. really good kit. And then Zoku. So, uh, Dion, you you played that. Yep. Uh, the vultures come back. Yeah. Is what what it, was there a limitation on what ships came back for the separatists? Nope. You go boom, you come back the next turn. That's it. Interesting. Yeah, it was. So maybe that maybe, maybe that could maybe be that a should just be their factor. real ability. Yeah, <laughs> in, in like in standard. <laughs> I mean, because it was the idea of like there was some. I, I'm not remembering everything, but there was some type of limitation where you could only come in, in a certain part of the board and things like that. But yeah, essentially, you could fly in guns a blazing and just with reckless abandon because you knew that if it died, it didn't matter because you were you were part of the. What well, I'm trying to remember the uh, endless legion or something like that. They had some mm. clever wording cool. saying that there was a, there was a bunch of them like there was just that's, so many that's the that's the relay i want then just give tilt of ability to every vulture so <laughs> no pinata they just come back uh at least once okay no lost us <laughs> yeah was, you, i mean two you, for one special just, right yeah you, you you get the point scored but no you, you get can't get the back. point scored because it's going to be confusing did you destroy this one or not is this one scored upon yeah but can you imagine how much like how, how much how much work you, you have to do right now to you get half vulture? points like until you get half points. So you just got to kill each one twice, essentially, to get the yeah. full points, which is what two points. It's easy. <laughs> it's, okay. no, it's easy. No problem. Six turns, they game, got three health. Seven turns, no you problem. got this. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe they just uh, come back with one hole like Tell does. Maybe I definitely, and I think this comes down to, I think the Separatist as a faction right now, I think AMG, the way they've structured everything, they've hit theme and the desire to play what people think of as the art, as the faction, for most factions, the game very well. You're bringing Empire, bringing Vader, and good TIE Fighters, and whatever else works well. Maybe it's not super thematic in that regard, but you get the base Vader and good TIE Fighters. That's Empire, right? And then you look at Rebels. You don't really know what everyone's planning on doing with them, besides here's a lot of torpedoes, or here's some A-Wings and Han. Like, you want to bring Luke, you want to bring Han, you want to bring the, the characters, right? Well, in Separatist... It's cool to bring characters like Grievous, awesome. You can still bring Grievous and a bunch of droids. Problem is, the incentive to bring a bunch of droids is not really high right now. Droids aren't great. Um, and I think that's one of the big missed things right now in Separatist is you're, like, you are digging yourself, you're trying to dig yourself out such a large hole by trying to build a list that includes the usage of a tactical relay. I feel like the tactical relay being an upgrade only for the separatist and have it not being featured or almost dirt cheap levels of you should just bring this because mm-hmm. it's part of the faction and how its identity is with droids 
That's what I kind of want. At this point, give me like Leia Organa crew value points. Make them two. Make me want to bring them. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and close the mailbag. We do have some more questions that we will save for next week. We want to thank you for joining us as we broke down that Richmond Open and Midwest scrub down. Uh, you know, as we have events popping up, if you want to shoot us over your tournament results, and uh, we'll go ahead and take a look at them. And if we can fit them on the show, why, why not? We love X-Wing. and might, might as well take a look and see uh, how maybe your local meta is doing. And, the, of course, the more information you give us, the better. Like, make sure you tell us like where don't just send us a tournament and be like good here you go like where where were you what part of the world things like that all right everybody thanks for watching uh, you know what we need to do boys we need to find a time to talk about the end of the mandalorian season because that was interesting and we got something to talk about mm, not some of the best cinematography i've seen not today Very. but we got we got to make it happen all right anyway not today we'll talk about it later thanks for watching everybody be smart and be safe Gold Squadron.